Hi there, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Sean Castle on Directive Solutions Business Improvement Masterclass. In this episode, we're going to focus on identifying workflow and the importance of mapping your processes and procedures. What is one of the most common traits that big successful companies have? I believe on reflection, it is their ability to provide high quality products and services in a consistent manner, which basically means they have mastered their quality assurance through quality control measures. So how are they able to master their quality control? They have clearly documented the best possible way to achieve what they do, i.e. their products and services, and use them as tools to engage their workforce throughout their business. Now let's look at the majority of small businesses. For most small business owners, it is a foreign concept to have developed written processes and procedures. And from my experience working with business owners, this becomes apparent when the key people within their business, such as the business owners themselves, fall ill or go on holiday. As it is only when you are away from your business that you can truly test how well it runs. So what is a process document? It's a simple document that visually outlines the flow of tasks, decisions, and accountabilities that are required in order to achieve a desired outcome. Whereas a procedure is a detailed document that contains all the health, safety, environment, and quality information required to complete a specific task in a step-by-step nature. Usually that includes written, visual, or potentially also video format. So in summary, a process is a high-level snapshot of the step-by-steps, whereas a procedure is the detail given to the person executing the work to carry it out effectively. So we've identified processes and procedures are pretty important in business to reduce key person risk or take everything that's out of someone's head and put it onto paper so that they don't necessarily need to be the one that does it. Now, how do we go about doing that? How do we go about creating procedures when you've never created them before well here are the six key ways that you can identify develop and implement procedures and processes into your business step one refer to your organizational chart now if you don't have an organizational chart what i mean by that is who does what in your business in a hierarchical structure or tree because it effectively, with that, with role descriptions and responsibilities in your business, is the contents page of the systems processes that you need to map out and put in place or start with. It shows you who owns what and where. So start with developing a list of systems that you require based on the roles and responsibilities in your business. Step two, prioritize your mapping efforts based on the big list of systems or processes that you've identified from mapping out through the different roles and responsibilities in your business. Now, the reason we do this is it can be quite overwhelming based on quite a large list of systems that you need to create. And rather than trying to tackle them all at once, just tackle the ones that are most important for the business right now. Now, do identify which ones are the most important there's two key factors that you can use the first factor is the level of key person risk 
And what that means is the person or the systems that are in place in your business where there's only one person that knows how to do that task or how to do that system or owns that system are priority one. Because if that person is sick, ill, or unavailable, that won't get done. The second factor is the frequency of use. So you might have a system that one person knows, but if they only use it once every two years, it's not really priority. But if you have a system or a task that gets done on a daily basis and only one person knows how to do it, that would be priority one. Step three, defining the stakeholders for each system. This will determine who needs to be in the room when you get everyone together to map out the draft for each system. This is really important here because if you don't involve everyone that is involved in each system, when you identify how you're going to map it out and document it, it effectively makes the documentation you've created null and void, or at least open to failure later on down the track. Step four, scheduling the process mapping sessions. So in step three, we defined the stakeholders that were required to be in the room for each process or system that you want to map. And in step two, you prioritized the processes or systems that you want to document. Now, with step four, we need to schedule that over time to spread that workload over time. And if at this point you're thinking, wow, this is going to be a lot of work, you'd be right. A lot of businesses consistently underestimate the time it takes to define and visually implement what they do in business. But remember, the goal here is to create a level of autonomy and increase quality control, which means to reduce the rework and defects that happen in your business. This will take time and resources to achieve. Step five, running your mapping sessions. So we're going to start running our mapping sessions, but there's some key points that need to be considered or at least set in stone before you start a process mapping session. And the first one is have a start point and an end point to the process. For example, uh, if you're going to map out um, parts supply or, or parts ordering in your business, the start point would be the part is required and the end point would be the part is used for its intended purpose. This ensures that you don't go outside of the boundaries of what you're trying to achieve in the document itself. And it has a clear start and end, meaning you will see that almost as like a transaction each time. Step six, standardizing the layout of your processes and your procedures. Now, process maps or flow diagrams are a visual tool and they need to be the same color and layout throughout your business so that when people change roles or move around the business, they clearly know what they're looking at and ideally who owns what during each process. Now, there are many process mapping methodologies out there, but the basics are as follows. Most process maps start and end with an ellipse shape. And that is the start or end point for that process. Rectangles are tasks or actions associated inside that pr 
process. A diamond is a decision point where one, two, or three more options may be available when you get to that point. So an example here would be, uh, it might be yes, no, or maybe, or it could be high, medium, or low. Um, It enables multiple directions for a process to take, which is a bit of contingency planning in case some things don't always go the way they should. And a circle is a reference to another process on another page, whether that be somewhere in that document or in a different document elsewhere in the business. Colors normally determine accountability. So the color would determine, uh, you determine a legend somewhere on each of the processes and you assign a color to each role, department or responsibility. And that way, as you go through the map, you know who is accountable for that particular task, decision or other reference. So in summary, we've identified a range of processes required to be documented in your business based on your org chart, roles and responsibilities in your business. We've prioritized the efforts to mapping those based on the level of risk and the frequency of use. We've defined the stakeholders that need to be involved in the mapping sessions to ensure we get a clear understanding from all perspectives. We then schedule the mapping sessions in advance to spread the workload over time. We set a start and end point for each process document so that we can have clear boundaries. And we've standardized the layout so that it can be easily identified throughout the business. These are some key steps that if you go forward now, and sure, it is quite a lot of work, but take it slowly, do one at a time, you will eventually get to the point where decisions get made in your business without you even being there. And hence creating that level of autonomy, allowing you to step back and think more strategically. Thanks for listening.